brother. And then I looked back and the motherfucker had a tuxedo with the kente claw tie. I said, uh-oh. He said, I just want to ask you a couple questions. I said, well, what publication are you with? He said, me, I'm with the Daily Bongo. I said, Daily Bongo? What the fuck? Who the fuck reads this? I forgot to play my damn music. <laughs> On my shoulder, big enough to crack. Oh, Brown, my Mac. I incorporate that to stack more bucks. All money in, no money out to stack more up. Game back sold up. Off a rap, I'ma blow up. Picture me rolling, made backs or in the rover or in the back. Smoking backwards, contact to my sofa. Contact that nigga over. I don't want a contract, just want to press play on him. I was sitting in a cell like one day I'll be a owner. We gon' start up from the trunk and we gon' get up off this corner. Fuck, believe in luck, I grab a mic and we're no one. Let's all get right, I got the flight, nigga, roll up. Marathon OG, that's my smoke habit. Tiny Loak Supreme, that's my low status. Niggas famous, but they pockets be on broke status. Killing these rappers off, I'm pretty dope at it. I'm on a whole level, tryna stay up. Hit the sale, lost a lot of niggas on the way up. Never turn down, I'ma always keep straight up. Can't forget the hood and the niggas ain't the mayor. I done went through hell with my niggas, I got my weight up. And we done had some problems, some problems can't separate us. And I ain't never fought for them niggas, I ain't never afraid of. And when I see my mama, she happy, then I done made it on the own. I got a Alright, 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 alright That's enough of that That's enough of that Alright, you are tuned into the Daily Bongo Podcast With Don't be listening to this motherfucking podcast And not know who it is It's DJ Munyu Back in the <laughs> building Here for another episode uh, My bad I missed last week, y'all I had a lot of things going on But I'm here, you feel me? And I'm here with another beautiful young guest You know, somebody who I met um, A few weeks ago, actually mm-hmm. um, At this pr- black at Netflix event where they premiered this new series called Queen Sono. Um, and I seen her, loved her energy, loved her stage pres- presence. So I'm like, let me get her on the podcast so we can chop it up and talk shit real quick. Right. <laughs> so introduce yourself, uh, what you do, what you represent, where you're from. Okay. You know, and uh, yeah, give us a little introduction. All right. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Rusaleni Castro. I am from Boston originally. I've been living in the Bay Area now for five years. Um, I work for Netflix in their finance organization, but I'm also the Black at Netflix ERG leader for the Bay Area. Hey, so you say you're from Boston? I am from Boston. So what type of Boston? Like you from like Lynch and Niggaville, Boston, or you from like Benzino, Boston? Like I'm from Benzino, Boston. You from Benzino? I'm, I'm from the hood. You from the hood? I'm from Jamaica Plain, <laughs> okay. Roxbury, okay, Eggleston. That's where Bobby Brown from too, right? It is. Okay, okay. See, you know, okay. Come on, okay. Uh, I do this for the culture. You know what I <laughs> mean? Okay, but that's what's up though. Have you have you seen the Aaron Hernandez documentary? I did. <laughs> it was a, it was a lot of Boston in that. It was it, no, that was not Boston. That wasn't Boston. No, no, but like he from he, Bristol, Connecticut or something, isn't he? Yeah, but I think when he went, I, mean, I think he went to Boston and started sliding on oh, niggas. Oh, the that, yes, the yeah, clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venue, yeah. all them spots. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you that, used to that, be that's that's the hood. Running yeah. through there in your younger days. My college days. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what's up. But now you out here in the Bay. I'm out here in the Bay. Okay. That's what's up. So what yeah. made you want to leave Boston? I left Boston. I was working in the financial industry in Boston, you know, suited up every day. And I was like, yo, this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wear a suit every day. I don't want to have to filter myself every day. I come to work. Um, and then I had a lot of friends that were coming out here to work in tech. 
and they, you know, rolling up to work in flip flops, sweats, chilling, doing, mm. making mad money. And I'm like, yo, this, I, I, I could do this too. Mm. So I packed up my bags one day and I was just like, yo, I'm going. Mm. My mom was like, what? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I left all my family back home and then moved to the Bay. I didn't know nobody out here um, except a couple people, but nobody I could really be like, yo, let me crash or something like that. Yeah. And as I, I did a transfer for my existing job. That was the like saving grace. So I didn't have to like really look for a job. So I did a transfer and I was like, you know, I'm gonna get here, get acquainted, figure out what I want to do and then make the switch into tech. Mm. Um, and I ended up after a few hurdles, I'm not going to say it was easy. I ended up at Netflix and it's been history since I've been at Netflix now for three years. Um, and it's honestly the only thing that's kept me in the Bay so far. Okay. But you didn't know anybody out here. So shit went left. You, you, you yeah. I mean, bags. I know one person that, my mentor that she's been mentoring me since I was 13 years old. Um, and I met her in Boston and she moved out here to get married. Um, you know, an older woman, um, mentors like, but as far as like friends, kick it or anybody like that, I didn't know nobody. Everything was starting fresh. But how'd you get put on at Netflix though? Give us some little tips That's for people. The thing, trying you know, to get I recruited. hate when people ask me that question, <laughs> how you get put on. Um, I didn't get put on. I applied on the website and, and I hustled my way in. Like I figured it out. I, I figured out how I literally, Interviewing for tech is hard as fuck, man. Right. It's not easy. Um, so I, I just really honker down. I, I literally, it was like studying for a test. Mm. Like I went through mad interviews. I interviewed with Google. I interviewed with um, Uber, a bunch of other, sp uh, Amazon. And those were all just like practice. And I would literally take notes, what I did well, what I didn't do well. I would email them back, ask me, give me feedback. Every time they, I, I got no's from like 20 people mm. before I got Netflix. And honestly, Netflix was the right place for me. Um, but nobody helped me. I didn't know nobody at the company. I just literally figured out how to get in. I was like, what, what is it that I need to do to get in there? And then by the time I had gotten all those no's, I was on my P's and Q's when I got in there. I was like, I got this. Okay. So your resume spoke for you. No, I spoke for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like my resume is fine. Like this is the thing about most tech companies. A lot of people, you know, being an ERG leader, it's funny you ask, cause a lot of people are like, yo, you, you the hookup, like, let me get a job. Like, let me get that referral. Right. And it's like the resume, we can see you can do the job but can you fit into the culture fit into the company are you going to be the right fit here right. and that's what a lot of people fail to really study for it's like is this really the right company for you You just chasing this bag and going to see if it works right it's two different things and I mean I could talk forever I don't want to nah, nah, I don't want to go <laughs> off yet talking nah this is a podcast I'm loving it I'm loving it this but, is the I mean, that's what the podcast is about I mean yeah so it's like people don't people don't always do their homework and I feel like I I didn't get put on. I, I did my homework. You did your homework. And I figured it out. And, and I can also talk. <laughs> and people. <laughs> so we see. Yeah, but, but we loving it, though. That's why I got you on the podcast. No, but that's no. But you talked about the culture and being a right fit yeah. um, for the culture of the tech company that you're working for. Yep. You being a person of color, a black person, though, yes. let's be real specific, an Afro-Latina. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Dominican, correct? Dominican, yes. Okay, look at you. Yes. Okay, right? So you being a person of color, how does that fit into the culture of the tech company? Because I believe the... the I think I, I uh, read something that, like, the, the, the black... I don't know. Is it the black? Maybe the black population in tech is like less than three yeah, percent. It's exactly. Yeah. Well, let me not even say. Yeah, I no, you're that. right. That's yeah. a very accurate number. Yeah. And I would say Netflix probably has is probably around there, if not even more, a little more. But we're only a six thousand person company mm -hmm. compared to Google, who has hundred thousands of people. So like, Google's black Googler network mm -hmm. may look like a 
ton of people, but in comparison to the size of the company, it's actually a fraction of those people. But then, so, so it's all relevant, but yeah, I mean, to your question, what is it like and how does the culture pertain? One of the reasons I like working at Netflix is because of the culture and because of the way, um, really this whole culture of freedom and responsibility is what attracted me to the culture. Like I am not, my personality isn't one that likes to be managed or told what to do or like, I like to have freedom in my process in solving my problems and executing on projects and things like that of that nature. So the culture at Netflix is very much, you're your own person. You're going to come here and do your job. And how you do that is up to you as long as you do it and you do it correctly. Mm. Um, and if you cannot do that, we will happily give you a severance package and ask you to leave. Okay. Um, <laughs> it sound like the mob, but okay. But f- facts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of articles out there that talks about the culture. And it's like, yo, Netflix is cutthroat. Or mm. the, but it's really nice. Like for high performing people who can really come in, get a task, do their job, knock it out the park and keep it moving. Like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Mm. And um, on top of that, it's like, I really feel like I could come in because my work speaks for itself. I could come in and really I can afford to be my authentic self every time I come to work. You really? know, like I'm sitting in meetings talking like this to people. Really? Facts. So in a, in a tech company that's predominantly white, in an mm-hmm. industry that's predominantly white, you never feel like you have to compromise your, your blackness of assimilating there, to the I culture? I mean, there are times, but I want to say I'm in a lucky position where my team, I, I don't have to always do that. Mm. Um, and I get to do work for Black at Netflix and I get to get on stage and be like this every time. I see. Um, <laughs> you know, and people really appreciate that. And then it also allows them to really feel comfortable to express themselves how they want. Because they're like, yo, she's killing it. And she's chill. She's, you know, she's not coming out here being phony or putting on a facade for nobody. You know, she's just doing what she's doing. And I can respect that. No, facts. That's what attracted me attracted me to you to get you on this podcast. right? Mm-hmm. When I seen you at the um, Black at Netflix event where we premiered, where you guys premiered Queen Sono, mm-hmm. um, a new Netflix series that's on Netflix right now. Um, and I seen you on stage. You're like, y'all don't want to hear another episode? I'm like, hell yeah. Let me put <laughs> it like, on. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, okay, that's dope. So I'm like, let me get her on here. I love her stage presence as well, too. So it does seem like you guys are very comfortable. But however, the Black at Netflix seems like a unique thing. Is it's that not very unique. Have- no, you are 100 percent right. Yeah. It's extremely unique. And, you know, a lot of people will come to our events and be like, yo, how do y'all get to do this? Like, how do y'all get such big budgets to do these kind of things? Y'all can really y'all are really pushing the culture forward when it comes to black ERGs around mm. all tech companies, because y'all are showing us that there are other ways to do these things, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Nah, it sounds dope, though. So in the tech <laughs> in the tech world, do you guys mingle with all the other people from like YouTube? Uh... Yes. So one of my biggest goals. So I've only been the ERG leader for the last like year. Um, and one of the biggest goals that I wanted to do is like you. We have YouTube. We have Google, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So many companies trying to do the same thing yeah. with very limited budgets, not a lot of space, or just limited resources in general. And I'm like, yo, if I'm going to be an ERG leader, one of the things I want to do is network with all these other leaders and be like, yo, how can we do this shit together? Because mm-hmm. we're just doing the same shit in silos when right. we could really come together and do some dope shit together. Mm-hmm. So like the um, one of our events last year, we we co-hosted it with YouTube and, and Facebook and Google. And that was a really dope panel that we did. So was that, what was it like? Was there like a main theme for the panel? Or was yeah, there something so the, the theme of the panel, if I can remember correctly, gosh, it was state of the industry, media or tech. And it was really coming, bringing different um, execs from the tech industry that are at companies that are sort of facing this 
intersection where their companies are kind of like in the middle of like, okay, you're creating all this content, you're doing all this media stuff. Are you a media company or are you a tech company? And then how do you align these things and and what are the synergies and what are you doing to make it like really flow? And then is this a new kind of hybrid company or are you still a tech company? Are you still a media company? How do you kind of decipher the two? Mm. Um, So you had some dope people come on stage, talk about that. And we got to partner with the different companies to get their people to come. And it was a dope time. Okay. Sounds dope. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you something like when I was at the um, the Queen Sona premiere, I loved it. First okay. of all, uh, I have a, a, a few little things to nitpick at with the uh, with the actual film itself. What? But in terms of the event, <laughs> I was fucking with the event. Right, I got to meet a lot of dope black people in okay. the tech industry, talking about all the things that they're hoping to do in the tech world and mm-hmm. how they're trying to bring these different black people on. Yep. And I love the conversation that we were having. However, I noticed most of those people were transplants who were not from the Bay Area, like yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and totally that's what the, understand. Yeah, right, that's what's attracting people to the Bay Area. That's what yeah. got this motherfucking rent so high. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, it's cool. I can't afford the shit either. <laughs> no, I bet, I bet, I bet. But it was still, I still love to be around Black people though. However, yeah. I wonder because here in the Bay Area, a lot of our creatives, mm. um, especially those in the music industry, have an issue saying that there's no real platform or industry um, for them to release their art. And when we have Netflix and we have Facebook and we have Google and we have YouTube here in our black art, what should we do to connect the local black creatives with the black people in tech? Yeah, How do we build those bridges? That's like a real good question. And it's something that I've thought about. And it's something that I know other people in ERG leadership positions or just in leadership positions at these companies are thinking about. But I don't like you said, I don't think we're doing a good enough job. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the responsibility of these companies to really open up avenues for these people to have a platform to to showcase their art and do stuff because we are coming in and infiltrating Mm -hmm. up in y'all space, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, I know of a lot of people that are doing stuff like I have a homie in eBay who like he's really passionate about exactly what you talked about in his um DNI position at his job and like for instance an example is for Afrotech um they had a big presence at the conference and they made sure that the like headliner of their whole time at the conference was a local creative who who had who? their I don't know the specifics <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you, you an example. Like Don't bad, put me on blast. Bad. I'm trying to tell you we doing it, but <laughs> we may not be doing it at the scale that you want it. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. So they was basically showing a local creative. Like I think she was a sneaker designer or something mm-hmm. um, who sells her shoes on the eBay platform and showcase her work to yeah. basically be like, yo, this is a dope artist Buy her stuff. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, no, I mean, I don't have an answer for you, yeah. um, but I think it's on us to figure that out. Well, I'm about to assist y'all with that. I'm about to start oh, putting bet. brainstorming, put some I'm ideas open together. To ideas like for real. <laughs> like that's the thing is like being in, in the position that I'm in, I have a lot of um resources to make it happen. Like people come up to me in different a lot of the different events and stuff that we put on mm-hmm. is usually ideas of people like, "Yo, wouldn't it be cool if we did so and so?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we got a budget, we got some money, we got a space. Let's do it." Like, well, how can I help you?" Yeah. Um so it's networking and talking to people like, "I'm happy to do stuff like that." Oh yeah, we about to find a way to get some tech dollars. We going to plot <laughs> where some I shit. Where I can and where it, where it aligns. We, right, we going to find obviously. a way to get some of them tech dollars. We going to plot. But right listen, <laughs> I'm here for my people, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you have you embraced the Bay Area culture since you been out here you fucking with the music (laughs) you know i really be trying i really be trying to do my little you know but it it comes and it goes it comes and it goes (laughs) 
What you do? Let me see. No, Pop your I collar don't. real time. What no. is this thing called? I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. Y'all not going to do me like that. <laughs> nah, that's what's up, though. That's what's up. Oh, I, I'm, I'm assuming the Bay Area is very different from. Yo, it's so um, different. From Boston. So, yeah. I miss my food. Like I miss what? my people, my, my music, my platanos. Uh, you big into, you big into like Latin music? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I listen to everything. My first language is Spanish, so really? my parents still oh, to the, my parents been in this country for thirty years, mm. and they do not speak English. Mm. Were you born? Were you born here, or were you born? Yeah, here? so I was born here, first generation um, Dominican in Boston. My parents migrated in the eighties to New York mm. um, when they got married, and it's been history ever since then. <laughs> Okay, putting on for the first gen. I'm a first generation as myself okay. too, so I know how it's hard. I know that dynamic basically. Yeah, because it's like the culture at home is is different from when the culture you step outside exactly. and you go to school with. Mama, they, don't bring that English in my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. We ain't had that, but it was like it, it, it's something else. So in terms of like the foods that you eat, some yeah. of the things that you're accustomed to that your friends might not be accustomed exactly. to, and you got to put them on game. So mm-hmm. no, I know that. I, I definitely know that. Uh, that complex living situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So being in the Bay Area. Okay. And being in Boston. Which one do you choose? Oh, I mean, that's a hard question. Man, yes, or Boston or Bay Area. Where would I, like, my bag is in the Bay. Right. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I miss home miss a home. lot. Miss I going miss going to Juve. And yeah, I miss what's the little shit that y'all be doing where y'all throw the mud at each other? That's that, Juve. That's Juve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Juve. Yeah. But I mean, I would go back home. Yeah. I, I would go back home. I miss the East Coast. I miss the music. I miss the food, the culture, the people. Y'all say it's diverse out here. It's it's different diverse. Y'all got Mexicans, Black, and Asians. <laughs> we got, but it's hella different Asians though. You I got mean, the Filipinos. Yo, you got the it's all the same. Um, Japanese. I mean, me, I'm sorry, you know y'all. I mean? It's not all the same. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's hella different. It's Filipinos. different. It's yeah. just different. It's a different set of people. Like y'all got Vietnamese, Chinese, Samoans. Y'all got all these different people, yeah. and we got like we got all of that, and then we got the South South Americans, yeah. and we got the Dominicans, the Caribbeans. Like it's different. You know what's crazy? Because when I was living in Atlanta, because I moved out to Atlanta for school, people would say that Atlanta wasn't diverse. However, Atlanta had like a diverse black population, yeah. so you had like black people from everywhere, like Kenya, yeah. the, all over the Caribbean. So that's why you had things like Juve and all kind of festivals. And the, even the African population was like large out there. Mm-hmm. So that it, it, it's not out here. And even so, you have like the black community dwindling because most people are moving out because of the. the and that's how you feel it the yeah. most. It's like it's diverse, but it's not a lot of black people out exactly. here. Like, and, and like you said, it's, it's, it's coming. Yeah. That it's getting smaller and smaller. And why I'm still single and single. <laughs> How's the dating scene been out here for you? Matter of fact, since let's talk about it. I've been here five years. Yeah. I've been single five years. Jesus Christ. I don't believe you. I do not believe you. You you must have been in like a situationship or something like that, right? I mean, dating and being in a relationship is very different. Mm. I date a lot. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) Why would you say, damn, I don't even know. Fuck it, we're going to get to it. Why? (laughs) Why do you think that is, though? Why do you think it never goes to the next level? You I think mean, it's the men? Do you it think could it's be me, shit. I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you, you, you teeter in between your transplants and your people who are in tech. Right. And then y'all niggas from here. <laughs> y'all is special. Oh, um, <laughs> damn it. 
damn it, I, I, I sense a bad Tinder date Listen, going wrong. What yo, happened? I deleted that app with the quickness. <laughs> but you know, we can go back to the to the main topic. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's not get off the subject here. So yeah, so so what are some of the perks working at Netflix? Perks working at Netflix, y'all. I pay for my Netflix every month. I do. My Netflix is not if free. If only y'all could see my face on this. Damn mic. My Netflix is not free. However, mm-hmm. I do have one of the perks is that we get to preview all of our content two weeks in advance. Okay. So I get to see stuff early. And my Netflix doesn't have a geolocation tag. So essentially, like your catalog is very different from mine. I have access to the worldwide catalog mm. where you only have access to the U.S. catalog. At the Netflix headquarters, do they like block people's Wi-Fi? I noticed like maybe it's mean? just me. I don't know. I, maybe I didn't pay my bill. Never mind. I just, I realized I couldn't get on that internet over there and I'm like I know I paid my shit but maybe it was just me I don't, I don't know, know. I don't, I, I've never heard of that do you guys get to go to like any uh, premieres with like any of the actors yes. that are actually there yes That's so cool. I'm actually going to the premiere for the new Madam C.J. Walker series with Oct- Octavia Spencer um, in two weeks who is Octavia Spencer bruh I don't hold on I know that name I just can't who is Octavia Spencer look it up you got a computer <laughs> I feel like I should know about what movie was she in um, the Help. Oh, I definitely wasn't watching that. I um, mean, I did watch the Help. Hidden Figures. Wasn't she in Hidden Figures? Hold on, let me see this. Guy. Listen, you. I'm not a content person. You're not gonna put me on the spot uh, with your ignorance. Octavia Spencer. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We about to do a little. You know who right she is. Now. Then she win a bunch of awards. I mean, something? that name sounds so familiar. I just can't put a face to it right I'm now. I'm gonna need you to get it together. But she's in the Madam C J Walker. Yeah, we're putting out a new series um, on Madam C J Walker. Sort of. I feel so live. bad. I actually met this lady at Morehouse when they were shooting Hidden Figures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they Yo. filmed hidden figures on campus, and she was there. And was uh, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, okay, we do get to to go to screenings and premieres. Um, we get tickets once in a while to do stuff. Um, so that's kind of nice. That's very dope. And do you actually like um, watch a lot of the documentaries and a lot of the shows on Netflix? Netflix documentaries are my favorite. What's your, what's your favorite one right now? Ah, right. Did you see um, Don't Fuck With Cats? No. Yo. That what is joy, it about? Did you see it? <laughs> what is it about? That don't even sound like some shit that I'll check out. I, I thought about? so too. So I was scrolling through and I'm like, don't fuck with cats. Like, what kind of crazy cat shit is this? Like, yeah. then I pass by and then two days later, I see everybody posting about it online. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let me see what this is about. One of my friends was like, yo, I need like a support group after watching this shit. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is some crazy shit. Let me go see. So it's essentially about this dude who started mutilating and killing animals on YouTube and YouTube never took them down. Uh-huh. So there were these vigilantes on Facebook who were like, yo, we got to get this guy because, you know, he's killing cats. He's going to start killing people and putting it on YouTube. And essentially, that's what he did. He he filmed and posted the murder of somebody on YouTube and then the police had to go find who this guy was. That's wild. But that is a slippery slope, though. Like a lot of like serial killers. That's what they say. That's how, like, they, that's how start. they start. Exactly. So they were essentially saying, yo, he's doing this stuff to animals. Like he it, it was crazy. Like you got to yeah. watch it. Shit was crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. OK, I'm going to uh, check that out. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not gonna check it out. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, probably, yeah, it's crazy. not my forte. No, but see, like, I like murder documentaries, and so I watched the Aaron Hernandez joint. They just put out the Gabriel um, Hernandez one. It's about this little boy. It's so sad. It's nothing lot. to do with Aaron Hernandez, though, right? No, no, no. Oh, okay, it's okay. about this little boy mm-hmm. who essentially 
the system failed him mm. um, and he got killed by his parents. Damn. Like, oh, by his parents. Yeah, because they used to abuse him and he would go like the social workers would come to his house and they would never do nothing. And they essentially like wouldn't document it right. And it got through the cracks and then he showed up to the hospital dead one day. And then they had all this sort of records of like everybody who had intervened with the situation. But, you know, I'm not an expert, but I do love to watch documentaries. <laughs> Damn, that's unfortunate, though. Okay, 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 okay. So what's one of the hardest things about your job? One of the hardest things about my job is having all of the freedom to do a lot of stuff because you have to make tough decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, they basically like, here, you got no budget. You can spend whatever you want, do this. Mm. You, you have really access to everybody, like... I talk on a regular basis to a lot of executives at the company and it's like, how do you Ooh, big girl things? Are no, not really. What's crazy is it don't, it sounds big, but it's not like these are regular people who are going through similar things like you are, but I guess they do have more, uh, some power in what they do and how they can help you, but it's deciding how to leverage that. Right. Though yeah. that's probably the hardest part is like you have so much access and how do you use it responsibly? Right. Right. right, right, um, right. So that's po probably one of the hardest things. Does Netflix get a lot of backlash for some of the content that they put out on Netflix? They do, mm. but um, I'm in finance. <laughs> Say you like that shit don't have nothing to, that shit don't have nothing to do with me. I feel you. I mean, yeah, we do. We Netflix does get a lot of backlash, and what's crazy is that we get a lot of backlash from consumers, mm -hmm. and we get a lot of backlash from our own employees. Damn, for so, what? Oh, wait, uh, about the content or yeah, about working? about the content. Oh, so it's like, for instance, one big example is that comes recently to my mind is that the last Dave Chappelle um, stand up classic. <laughs> Beautiful. Questionable. <laughs> but, you know, Dave Chappelle's amazing. I'm a fan. Um, but I caught myself cringing at a lot of his jokes. Like, But did you laugh, though? I laughed. But you know when you laugh and then you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have laughed at that. That no, ain't funny. That, that, no, 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 no. See, what happens is that instinct feeling tells you that this is funny. However, you start Facts. thinking about all the other exactly. shit that's going on Exactly, it gets you Twitter. thinking. And that was essentially what happened. It's like a lot of people were, were saying they were insensitive jokes. These are people in the company and people outside of the company. And as an ERG leader, you know, you're a resource to your employees. Mm. ERG stands for Employee Resource Group. So, you know. I, I definitely meant to ask you. That's <laughs> I okay. Forgot. I figured it and I apologize. No, no, so, no. Go ahead. I for sure forgot and to And I apologize. You. So, essentially, a lot of people were like, yo, as ERG leaders for the pride, LGBTQ, trans community, black community, um, all of these different communities were like, what are we doing to make sure that content like this isn't, is, what, where, where do we draw the line from censorship and then from also seriously offending people and, and making, condoning behaviors like this? Right. Um, so there's that line. And then there's people who are like, but he got you talking about it. Right. So he did, it essentially did what he wanted it to do to bring awareness and get people to talk about it and understand why it's a it's an issue. And that brings more publicity for him as well too. Yeah. Like that's some of the things that gets his views up. That's something. But a lot of people felt like Netflix. it wasn't responsible for so. Dave Chappelle or for Netflix. For Dave Chappelle and for Netflix for allowing it to get through. I mean, I, you saw what you saw, but to get to that point, I'm sure they had to go through a lot of a lot of different um cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I understand that though. You don't want to make anybody feel other. You want to make anybody exactly. feel unappreciated. Exactly. However, like they should, I do feel comedians get like a little leeway, yeah. especially when they make fun of 
everybody and then it's yeah. like we can't point out this one we have to be sensitive or more extra sensitive to this one particular group when you're making fun of everybody and that nigga Dave Chappelle made fun of the people <laughs> yeah. the, the Flint water uh, the Yo. poison lead in Michigan that nigga made fun of um, OJ Simpson's uh, um, slain wife I was like come on like he made fun of everybody and it's like I we mean, yeah yeah you get what I'm it's hard it's tough you know when you're when you're just a consumer and you're just watching it mm-hmm. it's funny Right. But when you have to make decisions that impact so many people, yeah. it gets tricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, it's different. I get that, though. I get that, though. So other than a little documentaries, what else are you watching on Netflix? Love is Blind, yo. What is that? <laughs> the cameraman, Two Jews. This is the favorite show. Hold on, let me Google this right now real quick. Yo, Love is Blind. Wait, is this the, the one I'm with about the, to give you the synopsis right now. Is this the one with the, dude, with the black girl with the white dude? Yes. Bruh, you gotta watch it. It's the best social experiment on reality TV show right now. I've been seeing that shit on IG. Like, because it's so lit. It's lit. The shit is taking over. You know what's crazy? I was at the Black Joy Parade the other day in uh-huh. Oakland, and I just saw so many um, black women with white dudes. I'm like, this shit is Yo, that's epidemic. another conversation about the Bay that we I, you don't want to get into with me. <laughs> nah, go ahead. Listen. We here. Well, go ahead. Let me hear Listen, something. Listen, I have never seen so many black men with white women. Oh, my I God. Have no, no- I, I see the opposite. <laughs> On everything, I see the opposite. Like every time, maybe this is a San Jose thing too. Like all of them athletes, mm-hmm. all of them, I go everywhere. They all got white women, or, or I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know what's hella crazy though? I know only a few people from San Jose, but they do all have white. See, <laughs> or they see? date white girls. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but, and then what's crazy is that we be out there. Yeah, but <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> Single. I think you be pointing them out too. You see, like the one out of a, uh, no. a stream of fifteen, It'd be and you five be like, of five. Nah, I ten fe- of ten. I definitely felt the opposite at Black Joy Parade, and I felt like this whatever show y'all talking about, Love Is Blind, mm-hmm. like they look at her as a hero because she conquered the main. <laughs> she deserved that. This, so, what she, is this show essentially about? So, though? the show is a social experiment where they put together a group of men and a group of women, and they basically have to get married at the end of the show, but they. Their dating phase is 10 days long and they never see each other. And they propose to each other or the guy proposes to the woman before they've even seen each other, only based on conversation. Mm. Um, They don't know what they look like. They don't know a lot of things about them until. And then so they propose and then they meet in person. They go on vacation. They take them to Mexico and they basically. Hold on. They haven't met yet, though. Well, they meet after they propose. They meet after they propose. Yeah. And then they take them to Mexico and basically they they have their first like physical interactions and then they have to get married. And then but they don't know who's going to say yes and who's going to say no until they're at the altar. Mm. So the my girl Lauren and Cameron, who you're talking about, they actually were one of the only couples that stayed married. So this is like an extreme. This is like it's like ex- met up, married at first sight, ninety day fiance. So, that's what I was about like, to say. It's day like literally fiance. all that shit in one show. Ninety day. Shout bachelor, out to my nigga Michael. It's like though. ninety day fiance, married at first sight, and the bachelor all in one show. Okay, yeah. Shout out to my boy Michael. He actually just got married. Michael was the Nigerian guy who got his wife. You know, I'm happy for him. He, he was that. on the show. Oh, uh, ninety day fiance. You ain't never seen 90 Day Fiance? Michael, he got married he to got, my girl, the Nigerian boy. Yes. Yo, I need to catch up. <laughs> Shout out to my man. You feel me? He got, they got through the hurdle. He about to get that but green card. But he like card. Trump. You can't be, no, don't, you can't fuck with him. I mean, I mean, that's one flaw. We all have our flaws. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I feel like we should be, you know, acceptable and inclusive, you know, to everybody. Everybody has their right. different beliefs. You got it. Did you vote? I did. You did? That's I what's did. up. Good for you. Gotta yeah. vote. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeless at this point. I figured it out, you. Me too. I definitely didn't vote, but shout out to y'all who did. Um, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, did not. Did What's not wrong even with try, you? Did not even attempt. Um, Why? I've told my bad voting experience story on here before. Okay, it, it, I have to go look right. it up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it after that though. But um, shout out to you for doing it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, expressing your right. Um, the Queen Sono documentary. I mean, not Queen Sono documentary series. Yeah. How did you like it? So I didn't finish it. Jesus. I have I, I was watching Love Is Blind. Oh, I was about to say all <laughs> kind of spoilers on here though. But how far did you get? Oh, whatever y'all watch at that on that day. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't even attempt to watch it then after it. I mean, there's so much stuff. I watch everything on Netflix, like right. everything. So can you kind of describe Queen Sonia? Like for me, it's like she's kind of like the black. She's James a black Bond. spy. Yeah, yeah she's a black Africa, spy right. trying to save the the continent. Okay, so, <laughs> so what did you think about those first two episodes at least? I mean, they were cool. There was a lot of representation across a lot of different African cultures. Some people weren't That's as happy. I was ha- actually happy about really? it. That's one thing that I liked. Like that the focus was South Africa. However, mm-hmm. it encompasses a lot of different and unless you unless you know that this is not just a South African issue this yeah. is a global African exactly. problem and I did love that like it focuses on the Demo- uh, Democratic Republic of Congo mm-hmm. um, they went to Z- uh, Zimbabwe mm-hmm. you know if you watch a lot of the other episodes uh, they go to another, a lot of other they, countries really too. yeah okay so yeah. I'm gonna have to catch up yeah. no I haven't it's been on my list but when Love is Blind took over the internet I was like I gotta watch this okay <laughs> have you have you um have you seen any uh, uh like African movies prior to that I have. You have? I can't tell you the name of them, but we had a couple of Nollywood movies on our service. Terrible, huh? They're terrible, but they're so funny. <laughs> like, they're it's hilarious. Like it's so bad that they're good. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? It's like black exploitation they're Exactly, movies. exactly. And I, I used to have Nigerian roommates, so they make me watch oh, a bunch of Lord. different random stuff all the it was time. over there eating bad jollof and oh. watching Nigerian movies all day. Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. I'm Liberian. It's hand, hands down, we have the best jollof rice. Y'all, right? got, y'all need to get it together. Ghanaians want to say they got the best one. Mm-hmm. The Nigerians. Y'all, listen. They're delusional. When you actually taste Liberian, matter of fact, it's a restaurant um, called Kenija in Sally Angel. Okay. I definitely, especially when you're going back home. Y'all would, like spicy food, though. I don't like spicy food. And you say you Dominican? Have you had Dominican food? Because clearly not, because you, you ain't never had none. If you know, we don't cook spicy food. Oh, shit. Yeah, I definitely just assume. See, you just talking nah, out I, your ass. No, I just assume, because don't they say um, a lot of Spanish people love spicy food? You see, I'm used to, see, I grew you, up here. in so Mexico, to, exactly. Okay, my bad. So what do Dominican people eat? We eat rice, we eat plantains, we eat beans, chicken, but we don't cook with spices. We cook with a lot of cilantro, a lot of onions, a lot of garlic. Like our food is very savory. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I, clearly I haven't had any Dominican food, but I'm going to get put on after this. So. Exactly. I'll yeah. put you on. But no, yeah, back to those damn Nigerian movies, though. Um, <laughs> I was happy to see Queen Sono because it was like a big step for African films, for real, for real. Okay. Um, the quality has been trashed for a lot of years. Now, don't get me wrong. It's actually gotten a little bit better, but like in terms of the writing... Um, mm-hmm. Shit is terrible. It's like the same three. It's like the same three themes all the time. Like so, it's about witchcraft, um, um, scamming. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's usually the same things all the time. So like when I saw the Queen Sona, when I uh-huh. saw the production behind it, yeah, when I saw the acting behind it, I was like, okay, this is legit. That's so, the thing. Like Netflix is really trying to put like a big inv- investment behind a lot of African um, originals. Exactly. 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 So I'm excited. We're doing a lot of dope content. Like, 
Like we just put out um, Hintified, which is um, all Latinx cast. Mm. My Dominican girl is on there, Julissa. Is she Afro-Latina? Um, she, she is Afro-Latina. Okay, so okay, okay. Um, we're putting a lot of dollars behind unique original stories, mm. which is really dope. And it makes you really proud to work for a place like that. No, nah, that's dope. Yeah. And how much are you involved in any of that? Like, the- I am not, I, like I told you, I'm in finance, but right. what's cool about being an ERG leader. In well, a- well, my bad. I meant to say like, in terms of like letting the people like the, like in terms of doing like these black and Netflix events, mm-hmm. like in terms of getting the word spread out to the people and to like the masses, like how, how much are you? What word? Like, what do you mean? Like in terms of like having events like Queen Sono, like mm-hmm. the premiere, like we had before, right? Like how are we telling people about yes, it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I just be sending it to everybody. I Like, I know. I just, I'm the one that put, I did all of it, basically. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, just whoever's been to our events in the past, and I just tap on my friend's show, like, yo, you know the people at this spot? Like, make tell sure them you to tell slide. them, yeah, tell yeah, them to yeah. come, tell them to come. Yeah. And that's essentially how we get people to come out every time, so. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's dope as hell. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think, bro. What was the fucking, I was thinking of a show that I just watched on Netflix the mm-hmm. other day. But I can't think of the name of it. I got to look it up, though. But that's what's up. So anyways, what's next for the Black at Netflix um, group? What are you guys planning on doing What are we planning in the for this? So we just wrapped up our Black History Month slate of events. We did a lot of dope stuff. So Queen Sonos was part of that. Um, we did a lot of events in L.A. We had D Smoke come and perform in L.A. Damn. Did you I, watch Rhythm and Flow? I, I watched the first episode because Nipsey was on there, but I didn't go check it out <laughs> after that, though. Like, but I, bro, is he just put out an album, right? Mm, I think so. I, I've not, I've, I haven't watched it past the first episode either. I've, but. <laughs> <laughs> How much, you know, that's my question. How much do you actually indulge into the Netflix context? Because it besides. Depends, like, I like documentaries. Like, that's my thing. Uh-huh. So, like, that joint was like, yo, Cardi's annoying right now. Like, <laughs> Hella annoying. So, I, I'm like, I, I had to put a pause. Exactly. I love my girl Cardi. I love her, but on that I'm like, sis. Yeah, I'm like, I can't listen to her voice for more than ten minutes for real. For real. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, but no, I've been hearing this nigga D Smoke name like he's this popping. whole week. But so I know he, he just, he's related to Sir. It's his brother. Sir from Inglewood. That's right. That's right. So that's, it's like their whole family's crazy TV. talented. And then I heard that he sounds like a lot like Kendrick. I've never actually listened. Oh, to Oh, I his haven't music. either. But yeah, I heard he's dope. Mm. So we we had the <laughs> my video man said not so much. See? <laughs> Like not so much. You want to get on the mic? <laughs> he like not so much. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no. Everybody's been telling me to listen to the new D Smoke. Yeah, so I'm gonna go tap it. What, what music do you listen to? I'm an R&B head, man. Such as what? Such as like what? what oh, I'm yeah. about to say like what? Nah, I thought you called me. As, I thought look, you, you said for slut me. ass. No. I was like, what? <laughs> I ain't gonna do you like that on the first time on the podcast. That's like maybe third or fourth time. Um, yeah. right now I'm listening to Masego is on repeat always. Mm. Um, Brent, I don't know how to pronounce it. Brent last. Fayez. Fayez. I'm yeah. gonna go see him on the 25th. Um, who else? I mean, there's a, so much music. Mm. It's so much good stuff. Um, Mahalia. Yeah, from the UK. Yeah, I like fuck with her. She got a song just, with Burner Boy too. I like yeah. her whole album. She's very soulful. It's a lot. Um, Sabrina Claudio. She made some racist comments, but I fuck with her. Who Lina is Baraz. She white. Um, she's Puerto Rican. And um, she made some racist comments. Yeah, against who? so I had to cancel for her a little bit. But then she <laughs> dropped an album. I'm like, damn, this shit is good. What'd she say? Um, I don't even know. It's, it's but that, but that's okay though. Like somebody can be racist and you can still. Yeah, like you know that. How do you separate the art from, from the person? Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The music is fire. So <laughs> it's a vibe. Like I'm a very chill R and B, like soul jazz vibe kind of girl. Mm. So do you listen to any old school R and B? Yeah, but. 
I'm, I like to discover new music and new artists. Mm. And I mean, I'll listen to whatever comes my way. But right now, right now, that's what I'm really into. You ever heard of Nao from the UK? Oh, yeah. Love yeah. Her. Love He's her. on repeat, too. She's on repeat. That's she, oh, you're right. Yes, <laughs> she. She's on repeat. She's I'm very I'm tell dope. you right now. Hold on. I got so much. Bring like, it out. Bring it out. Oh, Put the I people got, on. What else? Yeah, but if y'all haven't... Do you listen to Masego? I do listen to Masego. Oh. He was the one that sang... No, he wasn't the one that sang... Um, Old Skate and Foxy Brown. Yes. Yes. Old age. That's my shit. Yes, exactly. I think that's with Sir as well, too. Mm, Is it? Yeah, it is with Sir, I believe so. I don't know. That's my shit. But I've never actually went to go listen to a full project. Mm -hmm. Now that you said something, I'm about to go tap in. Yeah, Amber Mark is great. Love her. her. Oh, she's Bomp Snow Allegra. How did I forget? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love her. Sonder, which is like Brent's old group. <laughs> Sonder is even is even better than just Brent. Sonder is a is a group itself. So he Brent used to be part of a group and he left to become an independent artist. Oh, okay. Or his own art individual artist or whatever to make his own music. But the group, that music, you gotta listen. It's old stuff, but it mm-hmm. rocks. It's fire? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go check that out. I'm gonna go check that out. Snow Allegra, I heard her for the first time on a guy named Westside Boogie. Okay. He's like a Compton rapper. Uh, but he's like soulful rap. Okay. So it's like like Wale, old Kanye type shit. Like, oh, that's dope. That sounds he's that, he's dope. That kind of okay. And she was on it. I'm like, damn, nigga, she's so fucking hard. But I listen to so much music. I've never gone around to listen to a whole project of her. Okay. But I'm gonna go do that. So you don't listen to the, um, like the Summer Walker. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't like what they're talking about always. Yeah. Like Ari, Ari Lennox. Like yeah. she a real bitch. Like for real. Like I like what she be talking about. I like Ari Lennox too, but she can be a little annoying on social media. No, sometimes. she's hilarious. She's speaking the truth. Like my girl, we we right here. <laughs> She, she be Her and I be going through The same problems Nah I feel it I feel it I really liked her On that Dreamville album But Summer Walker um, I guess She's cool in, in on her music And on social media She sounds like Really out person I've been to people, three places To go see her She's not showed up Really Maybe one time I, keep, I Matter of fact I don't even know Why I say really I hear that all the time Yeah I hear like so she's, it's like I fucked with her music And I'm like yo You have this huge opportunity In front of you To really kill it And you can't even Get on stage Yeah nah I feel that though That And to me That kind of turns me off Of an artist Yeah Or even like When I hear an artist Like in an interview Like I might like their music And I hear them in an interview And I'm mm-hmm. like This nigga weirdo Like I'm not really Fucking with this shit no more. Yeah That'll turn me off The whole Yeah The whole music so But yeah I mean I listen to A shit Like just a shit ton of stuff Like I go to Coachella Every year mm-hmm. So I discover a lot of music, a lot of weird music that people probably wouldn't like listen to otherwise. So like I listen to big a lot of R and B. I'm a big like Tame Impala fan. Who? Exactly. Who was that? Put me on, this to put me on game segment. But it's only if you like that kind of vibe. Like it's like a very a real Rihanna has a they um produced a joint for Rihanna, one of Rihanna's old songs. The, uh, what was the name again? Of the group, yeah, Tame Impala. Okay, so that's a group, and they're like an R and B soul group. No, these are like Latin. No, they're like white people. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, never mind. Exactly. Never mind. So it's just I listen to it's a bunch the Daily of, Bongo podcast. It's okay, just, we we go, <laughs> but they made a song with Rihanna. I'm joking, y'all. I'm joking. Okay, do your thing. <laughs> That's what's up. Nah, I've never heard of them before, but I'm always uh, willing to listen to new music, so I'm gonna go check yeah, it out. Though. I mean, yeah. Okay, so I'm just I'm assuming you're going to a lot of dates and stuff like that, the concerts and pop up shops and things like that. Yes. Yes. And how yes. Have those been going for you? Wait, dates? Wait, dates, going to concerts and whatnot? Yeah. Like going on dates and concerts? Yeah. I don't. You don't? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? 
Come Ain't on, nobody hey. taking me to no concerts. Oh my god! Well, it's the Daily Bongo Pod. We gonna definitely drop your IGs and everything like that. I'm gonna let the no. people know that oh your DMs god. is Jesus open. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh shit! I ain't gonna do that to you though. I ain't gonna oh do that to you. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! I bro. can't, yo. This is a mess. Yeah. Oh shit! Let me stop. But nah, I appreciate you for coming. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This was right. So drop your information. Where can people follow you at? Um, people let them can know follow your DMs is Jesus open. God. No, they're not. I mean, <laughs> if you cute. <laughs> Y'all can just follow me at, at Rusaleni, R-U-S-U-L-E-N-N-I. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Everybody, man, thank you guys for tuning in to the Daily Bongo Podcast. Y'all know who it is. This is DJ Munyu. Another great episode. Uh, we drop every Thursday, so tune in. Um, check it out. Peep it. Um, yeah, we out.